This is K.M. Wyland, and you are listening to the 507th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. This episode of Helping Writers Become Authors is brought to you in partnership with Podtone. If you're a podcaster who's struggling or unsure about your recording quality, or if you need help editing, mixing, or mastering your podcast, Podtone is a team of producers and professional audio engineers dedicated to providing budget-friendly, customizable solutions for podcasters. In addition to mixing the sound every week for this podcast, they've worked with me to make it sound better in many ways. So if you're interested, you can visit them at podtone.com or drop them an email at info at podtone.com to get started today. So I was thrilled to learn that Helping Writers Become Authors was listed for the seventh year in a row as one of Writers Digest's 101 Best Websites for Writers again this year. Thank you so much to all of you word players who wrote in to nominate it again. It's my pleasure and my great honor to continue to get to share my writing journey and my discoveries with all of you. So thank you for joining me every week in my corner of the writing world. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, Editing Your Novel, Question and Answer. So editing your novel can bring a host of its own challenges, concerns, and questions. Many of those questions are ultimately the same questions you ask when writing, such as how to properly structure a story, how to create a strong character arc, how to write a sentence that makes sense. But some of those questions are unique to the editing process, including questions such as how do you stay motivated while editing when you'd really rather be writing? Or how do you know when to edit and or how much you should be editing? How do you know when to trust what your beta readers and editors tell you? All of these questions and more are among those you've been emailing me over the years. So today I decided to share some of the most pertinent questions along with my thoughts on their answers. Question number one, how can you stay motivated while editing? This question is from RD. He says, I'm working on editing my novel and it's been hard going lately. I'm doing a lot of rewrites, which is time consuming in and of itself, but I'm also spell checking and all that other fun editing stuff. But I found that since it's more of a chore than anything else, I'm actively avoiding editing slash writing altogether. Used to be I'd write every day and feel bad if I didn't. Now I procrastinate and actively avoid it, even though I know it needs to be done. Any advice to get me motivated again? Most writers have a hard time summoning up the same amount of enthusiasm for editing as they do for writing the first draft. Usually, I find this happens when the edits lack focus. So try sitting down and identifying all the problems you know you have with the story. Address every little brain niggle telling you something is wrong. Once you have a list of problems to work on, start brainstorming solutions. Fortunately, the brainstorming is just as fun for editing as it is for writing. And then once you have a clear path forward, the edits often become much less daunting. Question number two, should you edit as you go? This question is from Cindy H. And she says, I am constantly reading and rereading what I have written, editing as I go, I guess. Do you just let the story flow without worrying about the edits and then edit at the end? All writers have to find the rhythm that works for them when it comes to editing. 
Personally, I like to do a little editing as I go. My process looks something like this. At the beginning of each writing session, I will read back over what I wrote the day before. This allows me to polish it a little, get rid of major typos, and ease myself back into the flow of the story. And then every quarter of the story, I will stop and edit the entirety of the book up to that point. Again, this helps me polish little things and also keeps me fresh on everything I've written up to that point. One thing I don't do, or try not to do, is edit during my actual writing session. When I'm writing, I write. I try to write as quickly as possible to keep myself from going back and obsessing over each paragraph. I've done that in the past and found it very destructive, so I definitely don't recommend doing that. Question number three. Should you stop to rewrite partway through a faulty first draft? This question is from Mike M, who asks, I am at a point where I have written a first draft that contains about 20% of my novel. I would like to continue writing the rest of the story, but I have uncovered a few things that I would like to change in the 20% that I have already written. These are not major changes in the plot or overall structure of the novel, but part of me wants to go back and correct them. I feel that I am at a crossroads either. I can continue writing the remaining 80% of the novel and finally have a completed first draft, or I can go back and edit the first 20%, then continue with the rest of the book. Given that you do not know the specifics of my story, from a high level, what do you think is the preferred way to go in this type of situation in general? So there are pros and cons to both approaches described here. Personally, I prefer to stop mid-draft and fix major issues in the earlier part of the book. Primarily, this assuages my general perfectionism, for better or worse, but also it ensures the beginning of the story will be properly setting up the latter part. Sometimes if you go back to change the early part of the book after having finished the rest of it, those earlier changes end up creating a domino effect that causes the need for more changes all the way through the book. However, the major pitfall of stopping mid-draft to rewrite is that it can become a procrastination technique. If you feel that stopping now will cause you to lose your current momentum, or that if you're being honest with yourself, it's really a delaying tactic because the edits are easier than forging ahead, then I definitely wouldn't risk stopping now. Go ahead and finish the first draft, since that's most important anyway, then go back and tweak the early edits. Question number four. How do you know when you should cut a scene in the second draft? This question is from Alberto L, who asks, how do you determine a scene needs to go while writing a book? You see, I have been stuck on a scene, a dream sequence, that I just can't seem to finish with real purpose in my second draft. I thought it was a beautiful scene on the first draft, but now I can't justify its presence. So in general, there are two criteria I rely on to determine the validity of a scene's presence in my story. The first is gut instinct. If I'm feeling a general unsettledness about a scene, that's almost always a sign something is wrong. Now this doesn't mean that that something can't be fixed, but it could be the whole scene just needs to go. And the second thing is scene structure. If I've made sure all my scenes adhere to the cycle of proper structure and are bumping one into another like a seamless row of dominoes, then it becomes pretty easy to identify when a scene isn't 
flowing well with the rest of the book. Now, on a more specific level, dream sequences are almost always suspect. They're very tricky for a number of reasons, not least the fact that they're at a remove from the rest of the story and are often lacking in conflict or anything that drives the plot. So when in doubt on a dream, I would always recommend cutting it. Question number five, are you rewriting your story too much? This question is from Bethany W who asks, I have several pieces in the works, one series I have been working on for six years, but the problem I keep having with everything I write is all of the possibilities, all of the what if this happened instead, which leads to a complete overhaul and rewrite and then I never seem to finish anything because I keep making changes. I feel like this is a complete amateur mistake. And maybe if I had gone to school, I would have learned how to avoid this pitfall. All I want is to finish something, to hold a complete story in my hands. Do you have any advice for this? It's possible, I just think too much. Now, first of all, this is not an amateur mistake. This is something many authors struggle with. And second, it's not necessarily even a mistake. We're all in pursuit of the perfect story. Sometimes that means overhauling a manuscript many times to make sure we're presenting the right plot and characters to take full advantage of a premise idea. This only becomes a problem when one, it turns into a procrastination technique, keeping you from moving on to the next phase or project, or two, you're not really improving the story, just changing it. So the first thing I'd have you ask yourself is why are you changing it? Are you changing it because you're identifying and correcting legitimate story weaknesses? Or are you changing it just for the sake of change? If the former, keep at it. You'll find that future stories will require less and less of these major overhauls as you grow in experience. But if the latter, then yeah, that's probably something you want to address as its own problem. Set the story aside for a few months, work on something else, and then return to the first story with fresh eyes and evaluate where you're really at with it. Question number six, what are beta readers and how do you use them? This question is from Terrence Y who asks, please tell me the advantages and disadvantages of having beta readers. Do you pay them? What qualifications do they have? How do you find them? How do you know when they are right? What if they disagree? These are good questions, all of them. The basic and crucial advantage of using beta readers is that they can bring a fresh objective perspective to your work. It's almost impossible for authors to be 100% objective about their own work or to spot all the mistakes after becoming so familiar with the story. Beta readers can help you understand how actual readers will react and how to correct problems before they get started. You don't pay them. You would only want to pay professional freelance editor. Beta readers are either other writers with whom you'll probably swap critiques, repaying them in essence by reading their book in return, or they're casual readers who are willing to read and respond to your work. Question number seven. Should you accept all your editor's suggestions? This is from Trish H who asks, I am looking for a copy editor for my first novel and am coming up against the question of where the line is between good copy edit suggestions and edits that change my voice and style. 
I realize this is something that is likely different for every author, but I was wondering if you could give me any advice on the subject. So she's right about the answer to the question being subjective. It depends on to what degree the editor is correct, and except in matters such as grammar, that's ultimately a decision only the author can make. I recommend reading all of the suggested changes, then sitting with them for a few days to try to gain as much objectivity as possible. After that, if you still feel the suggested changes violate your personal vision for the story and do not improve it in a logical way, then feel free to reject the suggestions. But another rule of thumb that I employ as a safety net is what I call the two people must agree rule. And this means that if I initially reject one editor or critique partner's suggestions only to have that same concern brought up by someone else, then I know the concern probably isn't subjective and is something I do need to reevaluate. And question number eight, how long should the editing process take? And this question is from Manuel D who asks, although I am also rather a perfectionistic person, I was nevertheless amazed at just how involved your editing process is with all the beta editors, etc. Is this standard or are you also inclined to perfectionism? Frankly, if I were to do all this, it would take me two to three years or more to get my novel finished. So the first thing I'll say is that it does take me several years to produce a book, but I believe this extended timeline is important in producing a quality product, not just because it allows for the in-depth editing process, but also because the length of time itself contributes to better objectivity toward my work on my part. There really isn't an industry standard for editing anymore. Some people whip out a book every year or more or less, but I highly recommend that authors slow down and take as much time as they need to produce a quality book. Very few books by very few authors are going to be ready to take readers by storm after less than a year. In so many ways, being a good editor is really about being a good question asker. If you can figure out the right questions to ask about your manuscript, then you're more than halfway to figuring out the right answers. So to that end, here's my question to you. What are your burning questions about editing your novel? If you'd like to be part of the word player community over on my site and join in the conversation on this subject, be sure to stop by the website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. You can always find a transcript of the most recent podcast and add your voice to the discussion by visiting the first post on the site's homepage. And don't forget that if you're looking for an older post, you can always find those by putting the podcast title in the search field at the top of the right-hand column. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform may be. And if you'd like to support helping writers become authors, I would totally appreciate it if you consider taking the time to leave a quick rating or review on your site of choice. Thank you so much for listening to the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast, and be sure to check back again next week.